Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Establishment Coffee Co. To get 25% off your next order, use the code 0W25 and you will receive 25% off your next order. And free shipping. Free shipping. Nice. Um, just on that, <coughs> Carlo and Bruno, owners, workers at establishment. See, Eli's, you've told me this, but Eli's dogs are called Carlo and Bruno. Well, they're going to get another dog. They and got they it. Told me th- oh, they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have one dog called Carlo and they're like, oh, we're thinking about getting another one. We're going to call it Bruno. <laughs> so I told them about the guys at establishment. So they did it specifically based off Carlo and no, Bruno? No, no. Or it was just pure it's coincidence? Just coincidence. It's so good, eh? It's perfect. But how perfect is that? Two Italian blokes that work at a, a coffee shop called Carlo and Bruno. Did I tell you? I've told so wait, James. is the third one Kim? <laughs> oh, no. I told James, but I used to work for two Italian guys and no joke, their names were Mario and Luigi. <laughs> That's so cool. Gosh. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. never hear the end of it. <laughs> That's why they used to call oh themselves Muzz and Lou. They never told anyone their <laughs> real names. <laughs> no one would take them seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. What have you guys been up to? I moved house on the weekend. How'd it go? Yeah. Don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the worst thing ever? No, nah, it was all right. Because, like, I'd been moving stuff for, like, a month. Yeah, okay, so you've been slowly chipping away. Load. Yeah, so it was just just one big, just the big stuff. So Daniel and I, Daniel gave me a hand. We hired a little truck. Well, I hired a little truck and, and Daniel gave me a hand and we got it all done in like one load from my place down here and then one little load from Meg's place. Uh, but someone... <laughs> when we when we t- when we put the um, smoker in the back of the truck, it wasn't tied up very well, and it went on a bit of a you know how heavy that thing is. Yeah, right? yeah it's like yeah. six hundred kilos. Went on a bit of a um, rampage in the back of the truck, and one of the wheels broke off, and so like we had to kind of manhandle it and lift it out of the truck onto the. Oh, it was a, it was way harder than it was meant to be. Oh, but that was like at the end of the day, so all the other stuff had been done. I was going to say, that'd be quite easy for you because you've deadlifted over half of that, but Daniel hasn't. <laughs> it was not easy. <laughs> it's weird, eh? Like, you're very aware of how strong you are at any moment, but in your head, you stay attached to that number. There's no, I probably couldn't deadlift 300 right now, but I'm like, I can deadlift 350. <laughs> like, no, you can't. Shut up. <laughs> you did right it now. once under very different circumstances. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I have trouble with that. So... With our running, our speed sessions, the times I do, it's just based off what I could do previously. Yeah. And they're so far off yeah. what I can actually do. Yeah. And even when I'm squatting, I'll just go, oh, yeah, sweet. You know, I, I just go blue, blue, blue. And I'm like, oh, let me uh, get rid of a blue there. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of a blue. <laughs> that was way too hard. Back to white jumps. Yeah. I, I do a David Wilcock warm up where yeah. you fucking go past your working number. <laughs> go past. That's the thing, right? Like if, if, if a civilian asks you how oh you do this powerlifting thing, what is it? Squat bench deadlift. Oh, how much do you bench? I'll say two hundred. Mm. I can't bench two hundred. <laughs> I did <laughs> like twice. That's it. Mm. Never again. Uh, yeah, that's what um, that's what people say to me at jiu-jitsu. Like when uh, because people think they're like oh he's a powerlifter. I'm like I'm not really. I'm sorry. I'm not at all. <laughs> but because I work it. And then if I do something that's like got remotely a tiny bit of strength to it, they're like oh using strength again. <laughs> I'm like oh brother yeah. relax. Yeah. Same as much as you would. Yeah. yeah. You do the same thing but you're weak. <laughs> yeah exactly. Using strength. So that's what I've been up to. CJ what about you? Um, What have I been up to? Not much. Um not yeah, really not much. Just same old, just working, um, church and whatnot. Um, it's a exciting time for the tech nerds right now. Everything's being announced. September is usually the month that we go into, and everything. So like the new iPhone just got announced. All these new line of cameras have been announced by Sony and whatnot. So it's very fun for me to do a lot of reading. Nice. <laughs> I just get lost in that very easily. I didn't know there was a specific time of year where everything comes out. Yeah, usually with Apple. Oh, well, just Silicon Valley. Usually yeah. around now is when they start announcing things. So the iPhone 15 just got announced and oh, yeah. we should be getting USB-C instead of these crappy lightning adapters. Oh, yeah, really? I finally. That, I saw the USB-C announcement a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I was like, finally, iPhone's joining the rest of the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So, Wait, yeah. so what's to go instead of these things? It's USB-C. Is that good? Yes. Yeah. yeah. More it, universal. It, it's what's in your MacBook, like in the side of them, like that you plug oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, what sweet. these will be now. Yeah. Oh, cool. So very exciting mm. for, for, for nerds like Do me. you rem- remember the Thunderbolt ports? Yes. They were annoying. <laughs> yeah. They were annoying because they were a very specific plug that no one else used. Exactly. But they were very fast. Mm. So, yeah. What, you been what, up? what about, sorry, what about consoles? When, do you know how far away like a new PlayStation or Xbox is? Like obviously a couple of years because PS5 only just came out. Yeah, it's hard to say when the next generation of consoles are. What was it's, the yeah, time so frame far. between the PS4 and the PS5? Five so years? Yeah, five yes. or six years, yeah. So it's quite a while. Mm. And yeah. I remember lineups at the stores for PS2s and they were nine ninety nine. dollars mm. oh, wait, yeah, nine ninety nine. Thousand bucks for a PS2, and people were like lining up. Were they really? They were that yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Back then. Wow. Back then, yeah. Oh my god, that's so much. Yeah, money. PS2. I think PS3 was nine ninety nine as well. Yes. Yeah. The, the The first generation was a little bit more because it was like the really fat one. Remember the yeah. really fat yeah. with the like metallic writing on it, and that one because it was so expensive because it was also like a media player, and that's how they marketed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the Blu-ray. And Play everything. Blu-ray. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, give us a rundown of your consoles that you've had. So as a kid, we got a Sega Mega Drive and we that was the only gaming console we were allowed. So when everyone ha- else had like PlayStations and started getting PlayStation 2s and Xboxes and stuff, we still had Sega Mega Drive. That's why you're obsessed with Sonic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we only had 10 games and two of them broke and three of them were Sonics. <laughs> three of them? <laughs> three yeah. Like not, not even joking, so... I got a Game Boy Advance, if that counts. Mm. Yes, yeah. I had a Lynx, if you know what a Lynx is. Like, that's oh. going way back. That's, like, one of the original hand- handheld devices. I think it was an Atari Atari platform. Um, I had a Lynx. Yeah, Sega Mega Drive. And when I moved here, I went to Cash Converters and I bought a Super Nintendo. Nice. Uh, and then Dad bought me an Xbox. And then uh, that's enough. <laughs> I remember when I went back to the Philippines when I was like 11, uh, we went there for like, (coughs) sorry, uh, just under a year. And I remember my family were playing the Nintendo, not the, like the original Nintendo. Like NES, yeah. 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 Wow. And that was so cool. Yeah, my brother had one. They're worth so much now as well. Are they? If you've got them in mint condition. I wish I had all that shit, eh? I wish I had like, you know, the Pokemon cards and- yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh I'm surpri- my gosh. Surprised you weren't like, I only found out about PlayStation last week because I was busy playing sports. <laughs> 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 playing rugby like a man. <laughs> but I, I, the thing I told you, I was never, I couldn't play like first person shooter games and anything like that. And all I played was like FIFA, Madden and rugby yes. games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's everyone's favorite game on any console? Like of all time? Of all time. Rugby 08. Yeah. CJ, I'll give you the smoke. Don't you dare yeah. try. S- everyone, everyone thinks he's the best at Rugby 08 as well, eh? Yeah. That, no, but that is a, the goated game. Yeah. They've never. Yeah. They, they had to give up trying making rugby games. <laughs> Did that, is that the one that had like a British commentator? Did it have Jonah Maybe. Lomu in it or is it beyond that time? Nah, no. that's uh, Jonah Rugby. Jonah yes, Lomu Rugby. I had that game. That was, was cool. Good game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People still play that. There's still tournaments for that. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Really? Jonah Rugby tournaments. Oh my gosh. Mm. What's yours, Bridget? Uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. So, okay, yeah, that's I fair. started <laughs> yeah. playing that on yeah. the plane on the way to New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Re- recently. Um, not so unbelievable if you've played no, games since nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. No, it's. I mean, any Zelda is great, but it's a I, classic. I can't yeah. put down one, but in my top three is Zelda: a Link to the Past, which is like yeah, that's on Super Nintendo. Be- yeah, before mm, that, that's that's one of my favorites too. I think it, I don't I don't know what came first: Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, but Link to a- the Past. They're around about the same time, I think. Yeah, Link to the Past would have been the one before those. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I love the opening scene in Link to the Past where it's raining and yeah. that moody music. Mm. It's scary. It's so good. Yeah. Very scary. Played in the light room, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever played Alien Isolation? That's the most terrifying game in the world. Is it based off the movies? Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. No, I haven't. If the if you can't kill the alien, like once the alien comes out, like you're dead. So you have to spend a lot of your time just hiding from it and you'll hide in vents. And my brother hid in a locker for like half an hour because he was too scared to come out. 
I played it for three weeks and I had to stop. I never finished it. No, nah, I can't play oh. scary yeah. games. Can't yeah, it. it's terrifying. No, not yeah. into it. Yeah, didn't you and Meg do um, like a VR horror thing in Japan? And you filmed her. Jeez. That was so good. Oh, that's so mean. Yeah. Just screaming. Yeah. Is you're so immersed. If you've ever done VR, yeah. it's very immersive. You it, genuinely feel like. In my head, <laughs> I just, I like, I was literally like head down, panicking, just m- get out of the thing. And I just had to keep telling myself, you can't actually get hurt. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> none of this is real. Just keep going. Just keep going. Is that um, how real it is? Yeah. You, no, you, uh, no, this was like obviously a game. Yeah. But being locked into that thing just feels a bit way, mm. way scarier. Yeah. yeah you're, sure. you're literally immersed. Like what? Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it's very immersive. Well, uh, the sound especially, like the immersive mm. sound, like going around behind you and you're like, what was that? Yeah, you literally, yeah. You actually feel, they simulate it really well. But so, because you're like that, if you stay too immersed, you you think something's going to hit you or touch you. Yeah. And so that's what I mean when I had to keep reminding myself nothing can actually, I can't feel anything. Because you kind of lose a sense of reality yeah. after a while, eh? I'm assuming. Well, you completely lose it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's the same with like, uh, so I went to, what was that VR place that's in Southport that we were considering? Oh, uh, Zero Latency. Zero Latency. So I went there for my mate's birthday and yeah, there's just a big warehouse where you play VR in there and you run around, but you're like walking around obstacles and you're like, that's not even there. Mm. Like, but you're in the game because you are, you're walking and you're hiding behind cover. But in real life, you're just in an empty <laughs> Empty room. That I didn't cool. know that's what that place was. I drive past there all yeah. the time. Every day. How, yeah. how many people do you need for a team? What did we do? I think we had 10, so like five each, yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. The different games have different like yeah, game yeah. limits. And then, yeah, we we brought... Um, so the cool thing with like VR is that you can wear the headset and then plug it into a TV so I can see what you guys are seeing. <laughs> yeah. So we had it we had it at church for a games night. And we were like, oh, this would be a sick idea. We'll like, you know, run the the visuals to the big LED screen so everyone can see what they're seeing. And there's this one where you're kind of like Iron Man, where you can fly around the city and it feels amazing because you're mm. flying around. You generally feel like Iron Man. You're going through buildings and you're putting fires out and you can walk around because we took all the chairs out of the auditorium so we could actually run around the place. And the guy got so immersed. He, he just like w- was in the game and we could see what he was doing. He was walking to the edge of the building and just looking over like, you know, feeling like the man. And then he leaped. <laughs> oh, so he just went in real life and just smashed his head into the ground uh. and like broke his nose and like blood came out. He split his tongue like pretty bad. It was really bad. Bro thought he was at church that God was going <laughs> to save him. Yeah. Oh well, he God. genuinely thought like- He took a leap of faith. He like he was like flying and then landed on a building. What and did then he think was going to happen? What was he? To the thinking. edge, <laughs> then just like leap, bro. You're whoever he, he's a dumbass, bro. That's, that's dumbass. Well, you say that, but once you play it, you'll know why. Like I, nah, I get, come on, bro. That's he, dumb. Nah, I'm being serious. Did he like, drink too much joking. of the blood of Christ or what? <laughs> no, it's hilarious because we were watching it as it happened, and it was like in the back of your head, like he's oh, not gonna. Is he, is, he, is he? And he did it, and we're like, oh. Everyone was like, we just knew it was coming because you know how, like, because it was his first time. No, I can see how he would have done it because yeah. you're in the zone. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing though, like, because you've done it before. Now you can keep telling yourself, nothing can hurt me. Nothing can stab me or whatever. Yeah. That was his very first okay, time. Well, We're like, yeah, yeah, do it. It's so much fun. And he No, no, no. Really but that time doing it, that was my first time. Yeah. I'd never done it before. Just a word of warning to you and all your friends. It, if anyone in your circle ever thinks about taking psychedelics, don't let that guy do it. Because he's the guy that'll walk to the edge of a building and think he's a bird. Not a good idea. Whoever you are out there, don't touch him. He thinks he's a bird. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah Brayden, if you... No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't. I know, I was just talking shit. It wasn't Brayden. All right, James, oh what have you been up to? That got off track. Um, nah, nothing. Same old. Bit of work, bit of lifting, bit of training. I'm not a very... Uh, I don't very uh, live an exciting life. Nah, get fucked. I hate. <laughs> nah, I'm get sick of this because no one does. Every if we ask everyone out there, no one's got like, oh, you know what? Today I went bungee jumping. And <laughs> tomorrow I'm going kite surfing, and then I'm going spear fishing, and then I'm hiking <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro. Like, no, everyone just goes to work and goes home and like, yeah, whatever. Does some. Ju- you probably do more than the average person. Yeah, you would. 
Oh, yeah, I reckon I definitely sure. do, but I uh, no, I just uh, so maybe we need to change our question of what have we been up to? <laughs> no, nah, nah, I've been. Uh, do you know what though? I've been uh, doing the ordinary things really well lately, so mm. it's uh, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, good, mm. Poods. What about you? What have you been up to, brother? He's just napping, been napping, biting faces, <laughs> nice. eating treats. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter Junior. <laughs> Bridget. Um, James and I went to City Cave. Last weekend. Ah. Mm. Yeah, that's about the only cool thing that I've done. Have you guys ever done that before? Yeah, CJ mentioned it last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did City Cave on, what day was it? What, is, what have I done? Saturday. Like the a float. recovery center thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you get in the ice bath? Oh, no, 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 we did the- No, no, no. Oh, you did float tanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh. So it's like the salt water, the big salt water yeah. pool. And, and you're in like complete darkness and- you just, it's really surreal. Mm. Is it a pool or is it a bathtub? Well, this one was a pool. This one oh, was like, wow. I don't know how big it was. You can't sink in it if you tried. Wait, yeah. so how many people were in it? Just you guys? Yeah, yeah. just the two. Do they yeah. even put other people in it randomly? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. But it's so <laughs> trippy because like at one point you do, you feel like completely weightless and you yeah. can't, you have no concept of like sort of where you are and what's happening and then you'll bump into each other and you'll only move like that far, but you feel like you're floating away and it's quite bored? surreal. No, no I actually, thought I would. Yeah, it was actually really cool. And the hour went by like that because I thought this is going to take forever. They get, they get the water to like your body temper, yeah. so you don't even feel it's it. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. bro. So it's you literally feel like you're weightless. It's funny, like um, they say, uh, you got to cover up any cuts with like Vaseline and that. Yeah. And um, so I put it on my. Uh, <laughs> this is fucking funny. It's probably too much information, but I don't give a fuck. Um, so I like put it. On, I had a blister on my foot from running. Now, I also get a little bit of chafing when I'm running. Some ass fucking rubs together, whatever. And then yeah. I remember I got in there. I just had the sorest ass. Oh, <laughs> it's so salty. Oh, really? Yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, affected that. My ass is Man. stinging. Wait, so my did you get out of it? Nah. What am I missing? But then he got salt water in his eye. Because she said, one thing you don't do is put your hand over your face. And then he gets salt water straight in his eye. And, he's like, oh, and they give you a spray bottle of fresh water to spray your face. It's that salty. It's yeah. so salty. How, how do you wow. see where any of this stuff is? Well, you can turn a light on. There's a little light switch oh, in the okay. pool. Mm. Yeah. But it's real buzzy. Like every now and again, you are like bump the wall and you're oh, shit, is that where I am? Wait, yeah. so do you go nude or do you wear clothes? You, you can, can go can nude. either. Yeah. Don't you, you worry about other people's nude butt chafe? <laughs> <laughs> or is it kind of so salient sal- sal- that it yeah, doesn't matter? Yeah, and they would clean it out after mm. every person's been in there. I mean, it's got to matter at some point. You can't just take a shit in there. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay, it's clean. It's got salty. <laughs> shit in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but to be fair, Bridget uh, thought the thing was vibrating, but it was just me farting the house down there. She thought the jets in there were going off. She's like, was there jets? I was like, no, it was me. Kimchi. <laughs> kimchi. <laughs> it was kimchi. Uh, but yeah, I've got a solo one. Um, that because Nikki bought us that one, and then Heather and Scotty, because I house sat for them um, for a few weeks, they bought me one to do on my own. So I'm probably going to do that this. Wait, week. so have you been going around telling everyone you want to do float tanks, or is no? It was just coincidence. Mm. It was so random. Same place and everything. City so cave. Do you walk into it, or do you like lie down into it? Well, it's just like stepping. It's like a spa, kind of. It's like the size of a spa, and you step down. It's into probably like it. knee deep, and then yeah, mm. yeah probably okay. about that high. It's really like it's really cool. And they give you these little flotation things to like put your head on, like a, a water pillow kind of thing. Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. I recommend it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And how long are you there for? An like hour. Floating? An hour. An hour. Nice. Yeah, mm. and it okay. sounds like a long time, but it went by uh, so goes, quick. Yeah, it goes yeah. quick. Can you choose your own music? You can choose to have silence or you can choose to have like this soft sort of music playing in the background. Yeah, okay. Nice. So, yeah. We picked music. I don't want to lay there in dead silence with mm. my own thoughts for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. They already haunt me enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are our quotes? Um, <laughs> all right. I'll kick off the quotes. <laughs> Bust out your phones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My quote is... The more we value things outside of control, the less control we have. Nice. Cool. Mine is, don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. I like that. CJ? Um, Today is the tomorrow that you were so worried about yesterday. That's a good one. Nice. (laughs) That's a good one. Nice. A focused <laughs> fool can accomplish more than a distracted genius. <laughs> I like these. It's a hormozy quote. Hey, hormozy. Quotes are low-key corny, yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so it could be like the most hectic quote and I still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't uh, have to be a poem. 
All right, I got some facts for you guys. Ooh. I'm going to do this every week. Yeah. On this day. Oh, Henny's facts. All right. On this day. Yeah, mm. awesome. I want you guys to help me out with these too. Yeah. All right, so on this day in 1997, Netflix was founded by American entrepreneurs Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph. Originally a video rental company and later expanded to video streaming and production. Wow, 97. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they, all, they offered to do a joint deal with Blockbuster and Blockbuster mm. was like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Wow. And look, look, like, wow. I miss Blockbuster. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simpler times. Remember there was the one next to the gym? Yeah. That was so cool. Oh, yeah. really? Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I used to go in there and get lollies. Isn't mm. there only one, is there one Blockbuster left in the world now? Yeah. And it's yeah. more like a museum. Yeah. I wonder if it's still got that wet smell. Like, yeah. Have you noticed yeah. that video shows just smell like the carpet's just been wet? Yeah. See, I was, I was always a, a video easy guy. Video easy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Video easy. All right. Another but on this it, day. It's funny how you have the like these random loyalties to brands. Yeah. Like yeah. A, video easy was just the local one. But if I moved, I'd still drive back to that video easy because it's familiar to me. I don't like yeah. to change. Or, you know, it's like when someone wears like Adidas shoes and we're like, ah, oh, chicks over stripes. And we like start ripping Nike. And it's like, why, we, why do we have this attachment to Nike? What are, what's <laughs> Phil Knight done for us? Yeah. <laughs> Phil Knight. Yeah. <laughs> what's he done? Yeah. It's hypocritical though. Anyone goes to another gym, it's like, why are you going there? Yeah. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. On this day, Michael Jackson. Oh, MJ. Mm, American singer, songwriter, and dancer. If you what? guys didn't know. Is he? <laughs> yeah, what, a, what, a, what about what about him? He was born. He was born, okay. Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. it's his birthday. Yeah, sorry. Oh, so I these were from last night. So this is actually August 29th. In America, it's still August 29th. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's for, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> for our US listeners. We have some US listeners. My friends in the US watch the podcast. Yeah, when you go on to Podbean, you can yeah, see their own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to our American listeners. Yeah. <laughs> the other side like of the globe. Of uh, yeah, he's born uh, in Gary, Indiana. In 1958, R.I.P. to the king. Mm. Wow. How uh, old would he have been today? 58. 58? Oh, I don't know. He died when he was 50 in 2009. Mm. So six Your math doesn't quite be brother. Math 64. 64. Sorry, I just saw 58. Yeah, 64. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, on this day, wow. Junior Mafia released the album Conspiracy. One of uh, the first kind of... Uh, I don't want to say one of the first... Gangster rap albums, but Junior Mafia pioneers in the like the gangster rap scene back in the day. Yeah, um, so that released, and also well, they were inspirations for NWA, weren't they? Junior Mafia. Yeah, were they? I don't know. I just always used to hear Park like rap about them, oh. like that's word to Junior Mafia. Um, and then on this day as well, Run DMC is the first rap group to hit the top ten with Raising Hell. Far out, mm. the first ever rap yeah. group. You know, rap music's only fifty years old today. Uh, this year as well. Crazy. Mm. Are you sick? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when you think of people like LL Cool J, he was like one of the first people in rap music. Yeah. Which is nuts. And he's still around and still looks good. That's the thing. Yeah. When you watch movies like Straight Outta Compton and they're like saying like the dates that come up when they, you know, just start and DJs were the thing. Mm. Like that's not that long ago. <laughs> you see the year and you're like, yeah. It's very recent. Back when yeah. DJs had to bring a. They used to have to bring all their milk crates with their records yeah. and yeah, things yeah. like that. And actual and turntables and like turned records. And the MCs were like the rappers. Yeah. yeah. It's like Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. And people like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, man. That's cool. I love having uh, deep dives into hip hop and rap music and things like Gosh. that. Nice. Mm. What have we been... Oh, you got more? No, that's it. I was going to say, what have we been watching? I started watching a TV show called The Midwich Cookies. Weird as. <laughs> what is it? It's this. <laughs> so Midwich is this little town, and at the same time, one night, all the people in the town collapse. There's like 200 of them. They just collapse, and they're unconscious for about 12 hours. And there's police and like SWAT teams everywhere. And every time someone from outside tries to go into Midwich, they go unconscious as well. And then the next morning, they all wake up, and every single woman in the town finds out that she's pregnant, and then they give birth to these weird little children. And that's all I'm up to at the moment. This happens yearly? No, this is the only time oh, it's ever a one happened. event that's yeah. happened. Okay. Yeah, some weird oh, phenomenon. That is weird. And all the kids have been born, but they're growing a lot faster than what they should. They're only two years old, but they look like they're about six years old. Right. And yeah, now they're starting to turn a bit weird. Yeah, it sounds okay. like it's going to be like a village style, like 
everyone knows something, but they don't. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's cool. I like it. I'm two episodes in. James, what have you been watching? Uh, the Basketball World Cup's on at the moment. So nice. I've been watching that. Yeah. And then I've been watching uh, the World Athletics Championships. It's fucking awesome. Yes. Mm, crazy. Yes. Carrie Richardson. Yeah, she beat all the Jamaicans. Oh, she's a fucking... I don't know if you've noticed, yeah. but lately my profile picture on Instagram has been iconic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kathy Freeman at the moment? Uh, no, now it's Shakari Richardson. Oh, okay. But it was right. Kathy Freeman. I've had uh, Serena yes. Williams and Samantha Kerr. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to think. We've, we're having and this then talk- you had... Um, who's the goalkeeper in... Oh, Mackenzie Arnold. Yeah. So I've been... We were talking about this the other day. Like naming... Uh, I said to Gidge, all right, name some iconic uh, sports stars that were bigger than the sport. Female. Female sports stars. And like you think people like Serena Williams, she's sure. bigger than the sport of tennis. Yeah. You yeah. know, she, her and her sister were the first ones to have those huge deals with Nikes. Yes. Mm. They were probably like the first uh, females to have those massive deals with uh, like sporting sponsorships and things yeah. like that. Um, who else did you we said say? Ronda oh, Rousey. Yeah. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Like sure. Dana White didn't want women in the UFC. And all yeah. of a sudden, she's the highest paid athlete in the, the UFC. Highest paid mm. fighter. So she changed the landscape yeah. of women in combat sports. Yeah. Um, Bridget said Tia Toomey. And like, I disagreed. But that I was, was like, before you said bigger than the sport. But that's how, when Luki, uh, Luki Boo, shout out Luki Boo, he reframed it that way. He's like, nah, because she wasn't bigger than the sport. Tia Toomey, Toomey dominated, but she didn't change anything. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, she just dominated the sport she wasn't uh, really yeah bigger than the that's sport that's fair mm. and she did dominate like she dominated the hell mm. <laughs> I, I think you could say Steffi Cohen for powerlifting yeah Bridget yeah. said that as well mm. yeah yeah she definitely yeah. did but um I just feel like with Steffi there's too much uh like this there's, ch- there's a there's just I feel like n- there's so much ego on her social media no one really that. likes Steffi Cohen not 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 that out of uh, like us but when I think like, do you know what I mean? No one's really a oh, fan no, I, of Steffi Cohen. I wasn't a fan of Steffi Cohen. I've met her mm. a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Where people to, to the people she likes, she's very, very, very nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. The athletics and the basketball. Nice. Cool. CJ, what have you been watching? Um, I watched the movie on Monday called Sound of Freedom. And it is probably the most heart-wrenching movie I've ever seen in my life. What's it oh, called? Wow. Sound of Freedom. It's a real smoker, uh, smoke, um, what do you call it, um, uh, sleeper box office one. It was like low budget, had no promotion for it, and it's like boomed massively in the box office just because of word of mouth. Is this the one that had the the iPhones taped to the, uh, to the no. laptops? No, 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 no. So this one is about literally like uh, the child trafficking. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard they've been like trying to shut it down and stuff well, like that. Well, yeah, uh, the movie was made five years ago, but Hollywood's yeah. been trying to stop it coming out, and now that it's out, well, it's fucking just, dogs, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, mean, more and more of that shit keeps getting exposed in Hollywood. Yeah, mm. like it's, I don't think it's going to stay that much silent for that much longer. Yeah. So it's it's man, I've never like, um, what do you call it? Like, movies make you smile, like, make you laugh or make you sad or not, but I've never been so angry. Mm. I, like, I was fuming. The opening sequence is, like, real footage of, like, kids being taken. Oh. And you're just, like, I'm, like, there, like, just tears Wait, coming so down where did you, w- you watch this at, a, like, an independent cinema or no, something? No, no, it was at an event. Okay. It was at an event, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's really, it's really confronting. Yeah, it sounds like a worthwhile watch. Yeah, I, I recommend everyone, like, go see. It's one of those films that because of, like, the, the message and the story, I don't think anyone would watch it and be like, oh, don't watch this film. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, it's full on. It's very powerful, but it, it, it's, it'll wreck you. Like, it's very, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, very glad I saw it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't watched anything. I turned on my TV for the first time after setting it up this morning just to check if it works, so. That's it. What was on when you turned it on? No TV because no it's TV. not plugged into an aerial thing. I haven't I haven't looked at actual TV voluntarily for I can't even remember yeah. the last year. Yeah. The only yeah. time the te- TV's ever been on my TV is if I've hit the TV button on the remote by accident. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> and so at this place, it's not even plugged into an aerial, so it won't yeah. work. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um. Remember TV guides? Mm. Yes. They're the yes. best. Sometimes I wish they were still a thing. Yeah. Well, they yeah. are. Well, uh, I say this because my dad still gets the physical paper mm. and it's still got like, it's not called TV Guide, it's called TV something. He had it out on his like home table last time I went over. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot this existed. Yeah. Anyway. That was, yeah, that was good. 
Um, all right, so we've got a few topics today that I came up with. Uh, nah, shout out Tom, bro. These are good. These are actually really good. So the first one being, um, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you guys: Do you guys think we should do our powerlifting topics first? Yeah, I was going to say we've been talking way too long now. <laughs> yeah, people enjoy it, but I'm like, should we do the get the bulk of the powerlifting stuff out of the way first? Yeah, I all reckon right. we get straight into it and then do the stuff after. Yeah, nice. All right, so well, uh, I mean, we should do what our listeners want. So let us know what you would prefer. Personal experiences with body image. Almost everyone has struggled with it in different ways. So I'm going to do my grateful because we skipped over that. Oh, yeah. Shit. My bad. Uh, I'm grateful for Meg. She submitted that um, that topic, not me. Shout out, Meg. Shout out, Meg. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for Meg. We've, we've moved in together and she's just my angel. She helps me so much in so many ways and I love her to death. So grateful for Meg. Shout out, Meg. Lovely. What are you grateful for? Good doodle. Oh, did I not say mine either? None, no, of, us none of us did. Oh, wow. Um, having this guy at work. It's always a pleasure having him here, little sweetheart. Yeah, little pootsie. <laughs> you notice how he's been in all week and Buddy hasn't and no one's cared about Buddy? No no one this week has been like, where's Buddy? Except no, people for have been asking Kayla. me. People have been asking me. The reason I haven't... No one, no one comes to the source anymore. No. <laughs> the source. He's, he's officially Bridget's dog. <laughs> but, but Buddy is the gym dog. He's yeah. the gym dog. A he's lot of people dog. ask about him. Yeah. Fonz was asking about him, actually. So the reason yeah. I didn't ask, because I... So two things. You said you'll probably stop bringing him when you move to the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. And you got a new car. And I know when I when my car's clean, I don't want poots running around. <laughs> no, he, he just hasn't been in because we haven't... He's not at home. And yeah, I asked Meg where yeah, he was. He's she at Meg's me. mum place. Just because yeah. there's like workers still going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Buddy's fine if they open the door, but Jerry, maybe not so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, what are you grateful for? Um, Gosh, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for, I guess, uh, <laughs> I've said this a million times. Family? <laughs> nah, well, yes, of course. I'm always <laughs> grateful for them. My, my friendship family. group. <laughs> my friendship group. Um, <laughs> being able to drive. <laughs> Because <laughs> like right now uh, I'm about to uh, move house set your as well. Learners. Set my set your learners. Set my learners. No, sit sit your learners. learners. Oh, sit my learners. Yeah, it's <laughs> in my written test. Um, yeah, we're about to move, and like our roommates that have just immigrated over to the Philippines, they don't drive, and for them, like them having to find a new place has been real, I guess, hard because they've had to be like very close to work. Yeah, mm. has to work so they can walk. But yeah, I'm just like, gosh. I, I don't even have to think twice about that. Like, mm. yeah. you know, so yeah, very grateful for that. I might get roasted for this, but I didn't get my license till I was 27. That's all right. You, you know, Sam, um, like Sam who used to film That's stuff. All right. mm. <laughs> Hang on. He still doesn't have his license. He's, Bullshit. Yeah, he's 34. Really? <laughs> Wait, Sam. Yeah. yeah, Sam Williams, my friend. Oh, what? I did oh. not know that. Yeah, still doesn't have his license. How did he used to get to the gym? He used to walk or skate. Wow. Oh wow! <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I am grateful for um, <clears throat> uh, people that I've met. So, uh, did you see Brutus? Ma- I took some time off on Friday to hang yeah, out with uh, yeah, yeah. Brutus Magnuson. Yeah, Thomas Vale. Didn't get a chance to say hi because I was moving house, but I flicked him a message. He's the fucking He's so lovely. He is the man, He's a bro. Very, very good dude. <laughs> he exceeded all my expectations. Because I didn't know what it was going to be like. I was like, all right, I've set aside two hours. I was like, all right, hopefully we train. I didn't want to train. And because, you know, we've never actually met. I'm like, okay, this is going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. We didn't even train. We went for a walk, like, yeah. around the block and we just spoke. And he's such a great dude to talk to. He's yeah. the man. Like, really stoked I finally got to meet him. He's someone I'll continue to keep in contact with. Yeah. Mm, really cool guy. Yeah. Shout out TV. Mm, so grateful just for, yeah, I met him through this. Yeah, sweet. Mm. All right, back to topic. Uh, so it was in the in the vein of like um, uh, of just talking about body image, and I guess you know a lot of us that find ourselves coming to the gym and then staying at the gym have experienced some sort of issue or some sort of experience with uh, the topic of body image, and I guess it was just unpacking our personal experiences or what we've noticed with people as coaches. Uh, and not in the generic way of like, oh yeah, I had a bad body image and, but, and Jim has really changed that. I think it does for us, but I think a lot of us still, um, you know, if you, if, especially if you develop this in early years and in teenage years, 
it sticks around and it takes a lot of time and energy and effort to actually be able to silence the voices in your head that can be really powerful and can make you do certain things. Like, I mean, hang, hang around someone and how they look at themselves, talk about themselves, how they think about what they eat, what they do with their food, what they'll change about their food uh, is really interesting. So yeah, I, I can't remember what I wrote down, but it was in the vein of that. What were the actual questions I put? Um, MC. You put, uh, so personal experience with body image, almost everyone has struggled with it in different ways. Does lifting help or hinder it? Has, how has it impacted us? Mm. Um, how's it impacted me personally? So before, I used to be in relative, I used to just be relatively lean without trying. Um, and I think what I did when I, when I snapped my Achilles and I got relatively out of shape and, I, you know, I used it as a, dis- I used, um, you know, when people, lots of people use this excuse where they're always going on about performance and mm. I don't care about what I look like, but I use that as such an excuse to, to like kind of cover my, uh, ill discipline with a uh, nutrition, uh, like poor nutrition choices mm. for me. And uh, so something that I've already, I've said it before, like all my friends are, that I train with, like I run with and things like that, they're all f- in fucking phenomenal shape. You know what's funny? Because you, you do always say this. And I, I like, I haven't, I don't know who you're talking about when you say that, but then you showed me one of the guys the other day and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Pe- people look like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. So they all look like that. So it's hard for me to think, I'm like, fuck, I train with these guys every day. And I think like my approach to certain things is a lot more methodical than them. Like mm. I think about my training a little bit more in de- depth. I like to, you know, have nuanced discussions about training and like concepts and things like that. Um, I like to be really methodical with everything I approach. Um, you know, I'm, I might be a little bit erratic at times, but then I see these guys that, you know, I'm just like, oh, fuck, what am I doing wrong? Or nah, It makes uh, it so much more frustrating because mm. some people can be that way without having to try or think about it whatsoever. And then it's almost like my, uh, I don't, they don't make me feel like this, but this is just like something that I probably internalize myself. Then it's like, I don't think my opinion matters to them kind of thing. Or I get a little bit funny when they'll like ask me questions and I'm like, all right, well, where's this coming from kind of thing? Or when we try to talk about training, all, all they care about is, you know, getting sets and reps out and just, for them, training's just fucking I don't know, just going hard. And for me, it's like a whole different thing. And I think about it too much in terms of what I look like. And then even with coaching and things like that, it's like, oh, why should he listen to me fucking tell him how to do a bicep curl? Or, but isn't yeah. isn't that interesting? Like the way that someone looks has changed your perception of their motivation for asking a question. Oh, 100%. Like they're saying, how do I do this? And you're like, you're just asking this to make fun of me because I don't look as good as you. Yeah, 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 like but you just get on the, and I, I feel the same way in so many ways as well. I'm sure we all do at certain times. Mm. It's crazy how like our minds and what we tell ourselves about ourselves then filters out into things that don't. When you say it out loud, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you feel like an idiot telling them that. <laughs> They'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like oh. and um, and like all my friends as well. They're all none of them take photo, but they actually don't care. Like, yeah, they enjoy. Obviously, they enjoy how they look. If you look that good, you. Yeah, you'd enjoy it, but like they don't really they don't put too much stock in it they don't take photos of themselves all the time and things like that and I don't know it's a it's a really weird yeah it's it's huge mm. for me it's huge anyway I'm curious on your perspective Bridget because I feel like I feel like males and females get affected um, in similar ways oh sorry I, I think males and factors may, males and females get affected to the same degree but in very different ways yeah and I want to know if you think that um, the the pressure to be or look a certain way has is is more or less than it was because I think a lot of people think it's worse now with social media, but I feel like that pressure was always there in some way, shape, or form. It was just a different media, like Absolutely. magazines or TV. Or yeah, the pressure's always been there, but just the certain body type has changed. Yeah. Back when I was like a teenager, it was all about being as skinny as possible, and then now it's sort of more about having either a fit aesthetic or a curvy aesthetic. But uh, that's sort of what motivated me to come to the gym, just like anybody else. Like it was all to do with how I looked and I wasn't happy with how I looked. And I don't think that really ever goes away. Like you hear people talk about body dysmorphia and I look at myself in the mirror and I still see that skinny girl that I was, you know, 10 years ago. But deep down I know that's changed. But yeah, I think social media does put a lot more pressure on people. I would hate to be 
a teenage girl growing up nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's funny when, um, you know, people come into the gym. Because Bridget's taught me to, like, not comment on people's appearances. Yeah. Because you never know. Don't ever tell someone, oh, you look really good. You've lost weight. Because you don't know what they're going through at the time that's caused them to lose weight. They could be going through a really, you know. Well, more than that. Think of, think of that reward system. It's like, you've lost weight. I'm going to praise you. Yeah. Therefore, that implies that if you've gained weight, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like it kind of exactly. really, and, and it's hard because if you've lost weight, you kind of want to be told that yeah. you've lost weight. Mm. Like and it, not it, everybody it, want, not everybody's trying to lose weight. Yeah. If someone told me, oh, wow, you look really lean, that would have the opposite effect on me. I'd be horrified. It's, it's, yeah. It's so funny because Tombro, me and you, like, we don't have that problem. You know, where Bridget, like, well, yeah. <laughs> speak, for, <laughs> speak for yourself, brother. I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't mean like that. But like, um, you know, like, I, I love food and, um, like if I stop eating a few days, I, I don't have fucking veins and abs popping out where Bridget does. And, you know, like to me, I'm like, fuck, that's an awesome problem. Mm. But to her, it's so much different. She's like, nah, like I wish I could eat. I physically mm. feel ill when I'm trying to eat. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck, like, yeah, I don't, mm. I don't know where I was going with that. But no. Uh, well, it's just important it, not to comment on people's mm, appearance. Yeah. You, you do it with the best intentions, but you don't know how it's going to affect somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if you because I I think it's a good thing to want to engage in that conversation, but let them take the lead. Yeah, absolutely. You know, be like, has has something changed for you? Like you you I don't know I I don't know what to to follow that up with, but try and try and direct it to the point where they can talk about themselves rather than you telling them how they are, who they are, and why that's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's not up to you. Yeah, a thousand percent. Mm. Yeah, no, it's what you were just saying, James. It's kind of like. I feel like people always lean into what they what they don't have and think that the grass is greener. So like us three on this end of the room are the kind of people that will eat one piece of rice and put on 10 kilos. And so like I've wished my whole life, why, like why is it that I can train as hard as I do, walk an hour a day, but I get fat if I eat more than like 3,400 calories? Mm. And then Raven comes into the gym at 65 kilos and he's like, I'm eating 4,500 calories a day. Ah, fuck it all. I quit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, I wish I could eat more because I love eating and I want to eat more and I want to eat KFC every day, but I can't. But then I think about the opposite. I'm like, would I want to eat endlessly and never be able to be big? Because I kind of like being big as well. And it just fucks with your head. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a constant fucking... Yeah, it fucks with your head all the time, eh? Mm. I think that, yeah. No, because, like, sometimes when people are like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I train. I lift, like, three to four times a week. And then, oh, I saw you run. I was like, yeah, I run three to four times a week too. And I do jiu-jitsu. And, like, I don't know why it comes through my head. It's like I feel like I should look a certain way mm. because of the amount of activity I yeah. do. Um, I don't really, like, I'm just being honest, but like, I don't really put too much stock in it. But I would fucking, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, like you said, it's like, ah, well, what's the fucking point? <laughs> mm. Yeah, something you said, CJ, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, about being taught from a very early age yeah. that your size is an inconvenience. Mm. Um, and, I mean, like, being completely real, you're probably a bigger kid than I was. You've, mm. you've probably been bigger than me. Like, you're taller than me. You're just generally wider, broader. Um, but even I, I feel that way, and I still, like, when I walk through the the magnetic thing at the airport, I still like shrink up yes. or if I have to yeah. squeeze past them, I try to make myself as small as possible. Cause when I was a kid, I was always just in the way of everything. Mm. I was always like walking into things and yeah. exactly that. It's like people, people teach you that what you are is wrong from a very early age. Mm. And if you taught that in your formative years, it's really fucking hard to get it out of your head. Yeah. No, you never lose it. Like, yeah, even when you, you know, as a young boy, you're like, you're, you wrestle with other boys and do all that, but you can't go as hard as they go. Otherwise you hurt them and you get told very early, like restraint. So yeah, a lot of, that's why like we talk about like people in the NBA and they're like, oh, just bully them. But like, they're just so used to restraining. Beefing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Beefing. Beefing. But like, and I guess what powerlifting's done, I think she last time like talking about like, you know, how being more capable and being stronger, like there's, it's a way for like us big guys to not, you can't, there's no restraint in powerlifting. You have to lift, like you have to give it everything when you're maxing mm. out. So it's like almost like a release. Like, oh, we're not holding back anymore. There's no more pulling your punches or being, 
you know, uh, being frail and like shrinking yourself and trying to be out of the way. And like, I'm the same, like I used to, you know, being video, I film weddings and like, I know that, and I'm trying to be very like inconspicuous, but I know I just stick out like dog's balls, like at a wedding with my camera walking around. So like, yeah, it's very, yeah, it can be very uh, restrictive, but um, yeah, for sure. Like being as a kid, like what, I guess to the question, um, yeah, like being always around a kid growing up, you're very uh, like, you know, kids can be mean, you get bullied and whatnot. And you can be very like ashamed of your body mm. and not proud of it. And I think what powerlifting's done for me is like when you're strong, that equates to like in my head, like when you're strong, you're capable. And when you're capable of doing like being strong or doing those things, you like it's given me something to be proud of what this body can do. Mm. If that makes sense. It's like, oh, I can do that. Like this is cool that I've, I've, I'm capable as a, this body's capable of doing that. Um, instead of just being like ashamed of what it looks like because everyone tells you or points it out all the time. You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. It's um, it's weird though. When when I was like, a, I wasn't in real, when I was relatively lean, um, you know, I had like abs and I had like a few veins. I was like 73 kilos though. So yeah, I was mm. small too. But I was more insecure about my body then than I am now. Yeah. Like way more insecure. Like someone would make a joke at work. Like they'd see me eating like Krispy Kremes or something, and they're like, "Oh, Heaney's getting fat." You know, it's the kind of thing. Like, and I like you know that they're joking, but at the same time, they're like, "Wait, did they actually? Do they actually think I'm getting fat?" Mm. Kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a really weird. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was way more insecure then. And that's why I got like fuck. I got probably like a handful of photos of me flexing with my shirt off when I was lean because I couldn't even take photos of myself. Yep. Yeah, mm. I I have very little. Like, I think I said the other week, this is my twentieth year of lifting, and I've got like years. As in, like, I took some photos once in two thousand and like six, and then again in two thousand eight, and then not again until like two thousand fifteen. Like, there's massive gaps in between, so I can't compare year by year because I just don't have them. Uh, for that same reason, like, even when I got really lean in two thousand twenty one or whatever it was. I would say that was probably the best I've felt about myself and I still hated myself then. And it's real weird now. Like when I do the coach development calls, I'll watch the pre-recorded material real quick before I get on the call. And so I'll see myself and I was like, man, that's lean. And back then I was like, I need to keep dieting. And then I'll switch on the camera. I'll be like, ah, well, what is that? <laughs> like, especially when I had the beard, it's like this big fat bloated bearded guy looking back at me. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's crazy crazy how how in our heads we get about it like what you were saying before cj about um and just continuing on with you know what we're taught to feel like and stuff remember when i was like maybe nine or ten my mum got me this real tight singlet that she made me wear under my under my shirt so it like hid my little little boy boobs a little bit and like that became a thing for me. I had to wear an undershirt for like the next six years. And then I went through a, a disordered pe eating period in my teens and got pretty skinny towards the end of my late teens. And then I went on this like, I don't have to do that more anymore arc. And I used to wear the smallest shirts possible. Like if there was any given the shirt at <laughs> all, it was too big. And my friend was doing it too. So I would wear a size small and he'd get a, a kid size large. And we were like 17 year old, like <laughs> young, young men. And I remember like putting on baggy clothes and being like, this is gross. I look so small and so fat at the same time. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> mm. And now it's, now it's gone the other direction. Like I can't wear a cut off singlet. Cause you know, you get that bit. I'm like, I can't do it. No, mm. no one can see that. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's buzzy. When I worked at Converse, like how long ago is that now? I don't know. But I could fit into like the kids XL stuff. I'd be buying kids XL Jordan tops and stuff because they fit nice for the gym. Mm. And now I'm wearing like a large, extra large men's top. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I used to shop in the kids section till I was in like my late twenties. Mm. Yeah. But even like <laughs> wow, even with Bridget yeah. though, like you know Bridget's let's <laughs> like Bridget's obviously relatively lean and in relatively good shape. Like when I look at Bridget, she's got good muscle bellies, like good quads, mm. good yeah. hammies, good calves. Like to me, I'm like, oh, that's fucking perfect. And you hear girls come in and like, oh, she like, I want to look like her. And then it's so funny. These girls would love to look like Bridget and Bridget's like, ah, just want to get bigger, want to get bigger. And it's like, fuck. Mm. You just want to like, I don't know. It's hard. You just want to shake her and be like, 
You know what I mean? No, it's like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But absolutely, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. You can never downplay what's happening in someone's head. Mm. Like when these when these people that we deem as like perfect are like, oh, I don't look very good. It's like, what are you crazy? It's like, well, maybe a little bit, but it's what's happening in their head is very real, and you wonder how much. Well, we can't know how much us telling them something otherwise is actually helping or hindering what's going on in their head. Mm. And I'm not saying to be careful. I think it's good for Bridget to hear you look amazing because you do. And like you, you shouldn't be uh, putting yourself down based on how you look, but it doesn't downplay what's happening in your head. And we have to be careful that we don't make people feel diminished or stupid because of what's happening in their head. Cause it's not a conscious thing. Yeah. Like I don't sit here and think I feel fat on purpose. It just comes into your head and mm. you have to like fight it. Have to figure out why it's going on and how do I stop it and how much can I let it affect my actions? Like ask Meg. Meg will tell you how messed up my eating patterns are because I'll have a fat day, like I'll feel fat, and then I'll do something stupid like eat two hundred calories the next day. Uh, and it it's like m- maybe not that extreme, but I definitely do a lot of extreme things with my food and with uh, decisions based on body image. And this is coming from someone who has a nutrition degree, who coaches people how to lose weight, who coaches people through the stuff that's happening in their head. It's still hard to do it yourself. Mm, yeah. Which but, is, well, it's kind of what, oh, sorry, you say what no, you No, no, no. I was just going to say that that was leading to the next point, which is like, how often do you guys see this really affecting people? Like it happens in our heads, but then you're coaching someone and they look great. And you're like, why are you so worried about this? You know, how often do we see it with with people that, um, yeah, are going through the same things as us and we look at it and we're like, you're crazy. I like, if I saw someone that was like built like me, just out there, I'd be like, oh yeah, he looks relatively athletic. Like I could tell he like plays sport or does a little bit of lifting or whatever. Like when I go running sometimes, this is what, how fucked up, fucked up I am. I'll be running by myself and I'll like put on, I like cool clothes, whatever, put on a running outfit and someone will be driving past looking at me and I'm like, fuck, do I look fat in the singlet? Mm. Dumb shit like that. Crazy. So dumb. Because when have you ever for fucking driven past someone and gone, he looks fat in that singlet? <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, it's so weird. He is, yeah. Yeah, that, like for me, uh, where I'd feel the most like insecure is when I go back to the Philippines because I stick out. Oh, bro. Oh, but <laughs> mass- massively, right? No, they're going to make you feel insecure yeah, over there. Absolutely. They're the worst. They're very like outspoken with like, They'll just call it out. Strangers will call it out like, you look huge or whatever. I, w- so, I wonder what Gawain's gets when he goes back oh to the Oh my gosh, yeah. Because he's, he's got another 40 or 50 kilos on you. <laughs> yes, he does. So as a kid growing up, it was always like a pretense in my head. Like, yeah, I'm going back home, but I'm also like, oh. Like, you just know you're going to like feel horrible about like, because it's over there, it's just so normal. We're here, you wouldn't say half the things that, you know, they say. And what's funny is like since powerlifting, getting strong and being more confident and like being proud of what this body can do. The most recent time I went, I didn't feel that way at all. But your mind still somehow switches back to that and or at least remembers what it used to be like. I remember like walking around like in the store and my cousins were like, do you not see everyone looking at you? I was like, no. But I remember as a kid coming here, it was the thing I'd, I'd, I'd literally like make eye contact with everyone. Like I could, it was very always on like the back of my mind like oh everyone's looking at me whereas like now i didn't but it was just interesting like reflecting like i used to it used to be a ve- like every room i walked into i was like always trying to be as quiet as possible because once i come in like once i said something everyone turned and oh you know what i mean like you're very very like i just don't want to be seen right now i want to be a fly on the wall i want to be like invisible whereas yeah now i'm not so much like that but it was just so interesting Seeing the contrast on mm. where I was at. Filipinos are the worst. Like. <laughs> yeah, You're walking around. Yeah. James, Oi. you've gotten so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just do not yeah. hold back. Yeah. They're like, wow, you're very um, very healthy, aren't you? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very healthy. <laughs> I remember, this is uh, way off topic, but when I was really depressed and I was talking to my mum about it, and you know how they, they don't know, like, they don't, they don't know anything. And mm. my mum my, my said to me, she goes to me, why would you want to kill yourself? Your cousins in the Philippines are poor and they don't want to kill themselves. <laughs> Thanks, mum. <laughs> Cheers. I was like, Thanks, wow, mom. that is hectic. <laughs> but how's that for a message? Oh, so I'm a bigger piece of shit than I thought I was already. 
<laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Man, it's it's a very complex, very complex topic. It's a it's a hard one. It, yeah, it's it's interesting if you ever do like nutrition coaching with people who are particularly afflicted by this sort of stuff. Uh, like but it's especially people who have been really big and then lost tons of weight. Uh, some of the like the, the responses that they'll give to putting on a hundred grams across a week, like a normal fluctuation or less than a normal fluctuation, and the panic and the terror of uh, the the negative reward system of the scale is so powerful in people's heads. Mm. You guys weigh yourself? How often do you weigh yourself? Every day. Um, once a fortnight. Yeah. Um, probably a bit less than once a fortnight. Like. Whenever it's more of a, I walk past the scale. I'm like, oh, I wonder, mm. wonder what I, yeah. Whenever that, I notice the scale, because that, that, like, because my nutrition's been on point, yeah. and yeah. I, I feel like I look better as well. And then I stood on the scales this morning, and it just fucking made me go, I need to change my whole diet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like my nutrition's been on point. I feel good. Like I feel like I'm a. Was the first number a nine? Nah. Oh, yeah. fine. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Why am I thinking, all right, maybe you should drop another fucking 500 cows. Like, what? Mm. You didn't stand on scales. You, you'd, you'd still be doing this kind of thing. So, Bridget, why do you weigh yourself every day? I don't know. It's just become a habit. It's a habit. Yeah, yeah. it's a habit. It's definitely ha- it, a I habit. I know I shouldn't focus on it too much and it doesn't really matter because it just made me think of a client of mine that came in and I started coaching her again maybe like six months ago and she's in the best shape I've ever seen her and then the first thing she said to me, she's like, oh, no, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Like, I hate how I look. And I thought the exact opposite. Yeah. So, yeah, sh- screw the scale. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't think there's an issue with weighing yourself every day, but it, there definitely is an issue if it's you know, creating a negative mindset mm. around it. Like, there's, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with keeping a handle on where things are at, especially if you're in your weight class sport and you don't want to blow out or whatever. Uh, but if you think it has any meaning other yeah. than to something. Yeah, it's a curiosity thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Other than something very clinical, then that's where things start to get mm. a bit hairy. I, I I tend to weigh myself most days. I tend to not weigh. I I I like weighing myself on days where I know I shouldn't be heavier, but I think I'm way heavier, just to stand on them and be like, "Oh no, I'm okay." But sometimes it is a bit heavier on those days, and then I'm like, "I need to not eat for three weeks." <laughs> but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they can be really good. They can be really bad, but it's funny because it's just a number. Like mm. the meaning is what we get to decide. We decide what the meaning of that number is, and we got to be careful with that. Yeah, because yeah. like if what if you feel heavier, Thomas, and then you go and stand on it, and you're actually not, do you immediately feel better, or do you still feel? No, nah, I normally keep complaining, and I normally <laughs> do something dumb with food as well. <laughs> yeah, I well, so I I weighed myself just recently because my ankles have been sore while I've been running. Yeah, so that's like. So it's a little bit different with running because it's like, all right, well, you feel it a lot more. Oh, you feel even when you just gain a kilo, you feel fucking every kilo of that. Well, every kilo I think is four four pounds per square inch. Yeah, right. On, on joints, yeah. on knees and ankles. Well, yeah. So it explains why my ankles have been a little bit uh, tender. Yeah. Mm. And I've never felt my ankles before. Like, well, not in forever. Mm. All right. What What was a would you rather I put in that I came up with? My uh, would you rather? <laughs> Never wear deodorant again or live without air conditioning. Would you rather one? never have a life without air conditioning or never be able to use deodorant? Yeah. Yep. No, nah, I need the air con. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't smell that bad. I was about to say, I wouldn't use deodorant because I'd just use baby wipes or something. Yeah. Does that count? Yeah. Can you still use other things to keep clean? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm keeping the aircon then. Especially if I'm in aircon, I'm I'm just not that stinky. Mm. But I don't know. I grew up without air conditioning in like one of the hottest parts of the country. Yeah, nah. That's what I was thinking. Like, remember this place is the fucking hottest place on earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I've got the contrast. I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how tough I used to be. <laughs> yeah, I think we forget how bad it used to get. Me and Thomas would be sitting at the front desk with our shirts just wet, typing, eh? <laughs> sitting there typing, our shirts would be fully drenched like we've just trained. I'll never Worst. forget the day the new dumbbells arrived and oh, it was in that, that three-day heat wave. 
and we had yeah. to unload that truck and then load the other ones up onto oh it. Oh gosh! Yeah, because we unloaded the we either sent the wrong dumbbells yeah, or unloaded, unloaded the, the wrong Brisbane ones. ones or something. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it was the pits. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.